0: Hello, everybody. This is C.B. Bowman live on Thursday and and almost an hour earlier than my normal time. So I'll tell you a secret. The reason why is that our guest today is so popular, she could barely fit us in her schedule. Can you believe that? Imagine that. C.B. Bowman and she can't fit me in her schedule. I don't know what to think about that. Well, I know, get over yourself, CB. Go outside and pick up the poop from your dog and get over yourself, right? (laughs) I am so excited and so delighted to introduce Anna to you. So I'll tell you another secret to today. Anna is my secret weapon. I meet with her like clockwork almost every week and she gives me tips and advice. So she is definitely one of my advisors. Hey, I I hear that we are getting a little echo. I don't know what's causing it. Um, you'll just have to bear with us today. Anna, can you figure out what, what's going on?
1: Uh, I'm not sure, but in my side, it sounds okay. So hopefully just for you. But if uh, meanwhile, somebody on the live call, uh, they see that, uh, they can tell us on the comments and that I see that we are live on. If you go to our, your LinkedIn profile, I can see you there. So things seem to be okay.
0: I just hit, um, automatically adjust volume. So hopefully that'll help. Okay. So, you know, guys, (laughs) I keep it real. So you get to hear all the technical problems and everything. I tell the truth, right? So please allow me to introduce Dr. Anna Malikian. She is an amazing, so polite, I don't even know how to describe her. She's the politest kick-ass woman I've ever met. That's the way to describe her. It may be because she's from Portugal. She just knows how to tell you, behave yourself in such a sweet way. (laughs) So Anna, Anna is the queen of LinkedIn. If you want to know anything about social media on LinkedIn, it's Anna. Plus she knows all about the other platforms too. So, and she's got this wonderful program to talk to you about how do you develop an ecosystem for yourself? How do you develop long-term relationships that will help you build your business? But I don't want to start there. I want to start back from where she came from, her childhood, her degrees. Because, you know, I'm nosy, so I hope you are
1: too. Anna, please introduce yourself and welcome. And it's truly a pleasure to be here with you. And uh, I always appreciate what I learned from you and your amazing community, because the topic of that, that when you approach, okay, let's speak about this is really about net quality networking, a long-term networking and you, oh my gosh, how, you are an amazing example of somebody that knows how to build an amazing community that at the end of the day, a good network is an amazing community that we surround ourselves with. So thank you for that to be an amazing example. And like people are noticing, I have an accent and if they are wondering where this accent comes from, I'm originally from Portugal, a little country next to Spain in Europe that is beautiful. People love to visit and I love to go back there to visit my family too. And there is where I grew up, next to the ocean um, in the summer, in a little farm where my father was originally from uh, most of the rest of the year. Um, I grew up in middle class, happy, enjoying my friends, enjoying family. Uh, but I always had the bug of traveling. Uh, as a lifelong learner, I always loved the thing about new, new places. And it took me some time to be able to gather the conditions to, to start traveling. Uh, but as soon as I got that, that was around, I was in college. I went in what is called the Erasmus program that you can do one year in another country. So I went to England to do one year of my uh, psychology degree uh, in England. And now, say I live in England for several years. I worked there for a while. Then I went to Spain, did my master two master's degree in Spain. I worked there. Then I went back to Portugal and I was traveling all over presenting papers, academia life, presenting papers and going to conference. And one of the conference, I was here in Phoenix, Arizona. And I met the person that several a couple of years later became my husband. And that was the reason why I moved here to the United States and why Phoenix, Arizona is my home now for 18 years. So that is well, my life in a
0: nutshell. <laughs> uh, so, but the real question is, where did you develop the art of being so polite in business yet getting your point clearly
1: across and i think part of the portuguese culture is about being uh, you like making other people feel comfortable and uh, we are mellow in costumes and very good hosts in general so i think part comes from that uh, if somebody arrives in your house and you have food on the table immediately you pull a, a chair to, uh, and to invite people to sit in. so there is something cultural there. And at the same time, as I grew up in terms, I was the second child. So I have a, a brother two uh, two years older than myself. And nobody did me a briefing uh, when I was born. Then because I was a girl and the second, I should keep quiet. So I was not quiet. I, I was, okay, I have to express my voice. If they listen to him, why they are not listening to me? So I always <laughs> add that they tried to choose me, it's not proper. So I um, I went around the okay, how can I properly express my voice? Uh, <laughs> and so I think I always have that uh, proper rebel in myself that I think I love.
0: <laughs> I love the term a proper rebel, it so fits you. <laughs> oh, yes. <laughs> Okay, so now we know the secrets. You you studied,
1: <laughs> yeah, and uh, and we have to. And when I believe in something, I go for it. I think yes. my the thing is that if if it's something that, but if I really have my art and mind on it, I I, I really will fight for it.
0: Okay, and I have seen evidence of that. So <laughs> it's so true. Okay, I'm starting to take notes, Anna, and especially the um, proper rebel. I love that.
1: <laughs> I think that's the name of a book or a podcast or something, right? <laughs> yeah, I, I think because I think we can express our opinions, we can fight for our opinions, but that doesn't mean that we have to be agree- uh, aggressive, doesn't mean because uh, I think that only uh, makes other people uh defenses going up And yes. that's not a good route for a good communication i mm-hmm. absolutely love a good uh, having a good uh, uh um argument with somebody else that we have different point of views uh but at the end of it all all parties involved learn something new if we are always speaking with people that we agree 100, percent that is not fun for me that's like, okay, great, but it's not fun. I like diversity.
0: I want to ask you a personal question. And don't take offense, but I think a lot of people listening would be interested in this. You're from a foreign country. You have a very strong accent. But it's never held you back. I, I think, and I, not that I think, I know I've heard a lot of women say, especially like on Clubhouse, Well, you know, I have an accent, people don't understand. I have to think about what words I'm using and I feel embarrassed. This has never embarrassed you or held you back. How is
1: that? That is an interesting question. And then language were never my strong. My brother was much better learning uh, English and learning French. That at the time was the two language that we learn in the school system in Portugal. And he was always, be- yes, really a good ear and you will capture the accent. The, uh, it was easier for him and for me, even my own language, Portuguese was I'd struggle with it, with dyslexic, uh, I'm dyslexic. So the bar was low of uh, my own expectations. But I love communicating. I love to share ideas. I love to participate in conversations. And uh, I knew that I, I, I could do the basic things. And then when I had the opportunity to go to England as an exchange students, when I was doing my college, uh, uh, studying psychology in college, uh, I, I, I had to fight for myself. I had to make myself understood. And, uh, and was in the north of England that has a very heavy English accent, almost a Scottish type of accent. But I, I also look to people like so many immigrants, Portuguese immigrants that in the 50s and 60s went all over the world. And people without any academic, do you say, barely had the, the new how to write. And they managed to learn another language and work in another country. So that is also something that I thought sometimes if they managed to do it, made a living and sometimes a very successful living, I can do it. I, I can take this. And of course, I um, with the accent, and I, uh, then I went to Spain, I managed to learn Spanish, work there, also with an accent. But we can sometimes transform um, an obstacle in an opportunity because, yes, I have an accent. Yes, sometimes there are words the way that I pronounce that are difficult for the listener to understand. Uh, but also give me opportunities. If I see the puzzle face, I try to say in a different way. Mm-hmm. Um, if uh, in the communication gives me also the opportunity, mm, English is not my first language, so can you explain that in a oh. different way for me? And that gives me opportunities to see another angle, or I find interesting that in English or in Spanish, you use this word. What else that can mean? So it gives me opportunity to be the curious, like anthropologist uh, oh. and also makes me memorable. In marketing, since we are speaking yeah. about marketing here, I will be, say I'm in a group and I speak, Maybe they don't remember my name, but oh, the one with an accent. Ah, I love it. I love I, it. I don't mind. I, st- I still, there is something in their mind. The one with that accent, then will be my work to give, put more information around that. Great. And of course, there will be always people, and I can improve and I learn to improve uh, accent modification and reduction to be able to communicate in a more clear way. And I know for some people, it's going to be always a barrier. And other people, they say, I love your accent, make me want to listen with more attention and more detail. Yes. So like we cannot please everybody. That is the reality. We can improve anybody there in an the accent. We can learn to pronounce better the words. We are not going to lose our accent, but we can communicate in a more clear way. And we are always learning
0: I love I love what you just said so let me take it a step further you have a charming daughter she's so cute <laughs> um does she get embarrassed because her mom has an accent
1: with her My friend who- no no we are in a we are in Phoenix but she's in a school that is very diverse that we have people from so Canadians, or from French-speaking Canadians, people that Brazilian, uh, there is a, a couple, uh, um, one that she speaks Portuguese, also from Brazil, um, from the Middle East, is a very, so most of the families in the school, and we picked the school also because of that, are very, um, coming from all over, it's a melting pot, yeah, sure. totally a melting pot, where the ongoing generations still speak different languages at home. So mm-hmm. it's not strange that the parents, somebody, have an accent. So she, sometimes she picks on me in the house, never in, never in public, but she picks on me uh, <laughs> but, um, with some words. Uh, but uh, just that, it's not the, thank God, is not a problem for her. And are you teaching her to speak different languages? I'm not. Uh, she's learning, uh, of course, Spanish in school. Now she's Mandarin Chinese. In school that she chooses to learn. Yep. And uh, whatever. She is it's her choice. Portuguese in, uh, I didn't do did the good work, unfortunately. She knows vocabularies, she knows songs, but she's not fluent.
0: Mm-hmm. We have mm-hmm. to
1: accept, no, no, we cannot do everything, but she's open. She spent we spent time in Portugal there with my family there. So she has exposure. And I think if one day she decides to do it, she will have the basics to do it.
0: Can she understand when she's visiting in Portugal, can she pick up some words?
1: Yes, absolutely. And it's incredible how people speaking about communication, speaking about the uh, crossing barriers. Uh, I, one of the last times, unfortunately, was two years ago because of the COVID situation, last time that we were in Portugal. And she stayed with my mom, that is very basic English. And I arrived there, uh, and they were communicating with each other. The basic things they managed to communicate, but they were communicating more like what you want to do, more complex things. So my daughter g- grabbed the iPad, go Google Translate, wrote in English, in <laughs> Portuguese. My mom wrote in Portuguese, translating in English. They found a solution. So. Oh my God. And how old is she? She's now 12, turning 13. That's just brilliant. So That's she was 10 at the time. Brilliant yeah so, and wow and and this shows how they say because even so many people that um, i i love the organization that you create and lead the association of corporate executive coaches that brings together so talent amazing and the experiences coaches there and that uh, let's put it it's not their first rodeo they are in 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 the arena for a while and that and i work also with the many baby boomer coaches and all of that and sometimes technology the online world uh, is something new for them and can be a little bit overwhelming without any doubt but i love that is something that i love about the coaching and consulting community that we surround ourselves with we are most, 99% of us they, uh, are lifelong learners. Yes. So, And if we, okay, this is something that I can learn. Is enough that shift of mindset. I can learn this. And then things start, I, we start to see them, how they can start to be more present on LinkedIn. And having examples like you, that you are so active in all, all social medias, absolutely help but we have to learn how to use these new technologies, these new mediums to communicate with each other, to build yeah. relationships. So they say, I, I still remember in the beginning of the COVID people, oh, you have to get Zoom. And I say I was in Zoom since they started. <laughs> that, that we had every time that we had a Zoom meeting, we had to paste a paragraph explaining what Zoom was. Now we can add let's Zoom. It became a verb. Yes, exactly. Uh, so that so, uh, is part that we can leverage these. And even when things don't work out, even when technology leave us down, we still we can always. How can we transform that obstacle into a gift that we can take the most out of it?
0: I love what you're saying, um, and I know I'm repeating myself, but I love the whole conversation.
1: Um, <laughs> and and
0: it's going to lead us directly to the path of communicating such that we can grow our businesses, which is your specialty. And I'm hearing an echo again so um, I'm going to go in and change the setting but I wanted to wanted to talk about that. You know, a lot of us spend a lot of time on social media, right? And um Oh, gosh, let me change the setting. Bear with us. Uh, reduce remote audio file for each yes. this is in Delta. I'm not sure what this button is. Oh, I know, I better not press that button. Uh, let me try this button and bring the sound down and hopefully people will be able to still hear me. Yes. Um, it's still there. At any rate, um, we spend a lot of time on social media, especially as solopreneurs. We've got LinkedIn, we've got Instagram, Facebook, Twitter, YouTube, Clubhouse, and all the others in between and around. As business owners, the first question, Anna, is, I know you're a LinkedIn expert, but I also know that you are a techie and, and I say that with love, um, a social media techie. How do we figure out as business owners, which do we spend the most time, which platform do we spend the most <laughs> time in? And, and, and ours, ours, ours,
1: now we're now doing, wing, wing, wing. Uh, yeah. cool. cool. Oh, you, you changed like to what, it, what was, it was, was not known so before. Okay. Audio. So, let's, let's Automatic.
0: see. Automatic. Let's see. Is that, yeah. does that yeah. help? The, now, it's uh, <laughs> still making a little bit of echo. I think it's on their side
1: today. Um. So, maybe we can mute. Oh, now it's better. It's getting better. Okay. Or maybe we can mute and unmute ourselves when we are not speaking. Okay um so this is one of, one these, of these cases, cases that uh, will be uh, and let me just check my own settings here of the audio so air cancellation, cancellation echo cancellation automatic adjust my call so this you are practice what we think to the circumstances and something like that.
0: now you're breaking up anna
1: now one two three
0: you were breaking up when you were talking when When i was was speaking
1: speaking. yeah uh and i still listening to the echo here so let me just do one thing uh i'm going to make sure that i don't have anything else opening here oh that's a good idea so sometimes we can have uh, seeing the linkedin but now the echo stops so something happened that let's at least I think is okay now. All right. So, and this is the thing, okay, we detect something, how can we correct on, on, on the go is part of the skills that we have to have as an online business. And for your question about the, there is this diversity of social media that we absolutely could, could spend hours and hours and don't see results. And I think we have to be able to, to continue the thoughts in our mind because for one side there is this thing about omnipresence online how can we be everywhere that people like are always it's like they do in advertisements that they put the cookie that information in our computer that if we look for that beautiful red boots and then we are in another site suddenly we saw that red boots popping up in an image and i say this is sort of the pity they are meant for me I remember in the beginning when I didn't understand how the technology behind work, I was like, how do they are reading my mind? <laughs> they are. <laughs> uh, and the, that is the technology and all these tracking things that are there. And there is something to say about how can we uh, be in this online world in a way that people can keep bumping into us in a good way uh, and we keep top of mind. And at the same time, uh, we have to prioritize and we have to know strategically where we should be strong. So, and for some people, is enough that element of priority, essential, here's where I'm known, here's where is my backyard, and I'm not going to worry about the rest. For some people, that can be enough. If they want to become known as a thought leader or launch a book, then they have to start to manage to balance the two elements of it the strategy as a laser beam and the echo effect of social media. Uh, If for a one person business or with a very small team to balance these two things without getting lost in the process, yeah. Strategy: Where is your main platform? For most coaches and consultants working with B two B or high value clients, most of the times LinkedIn is the ideal place for them because it's where their target market is hanging, looking for professional help. But they are still on Facebook. They are still in Instagram. They are still in places like Clubhouse. That all of that. But the, we can't.
0: Oh, well, Anna, I want to interrupt you a second. Yes. So I agree with you wholeheartedly about LinkedIn, but I, I wonder I'm seeing now more, <clears throat> I think it's Instagram, uh, and a little bit of TikTok, but more Instagram, uh, where younger people are using that for business development versus LinkedIn. Yes. So is LinkedIn Locked itself into a specific age category, in addition to profession.
1: Yeah, there there is also how do you say platforms. We know that younger people, younger generations, even Facebook is for their parents. Mm. Uh, so and so, Instagram and TikTok is their place to be and to express themselves. So there is a demographic element. Certain. Uh, and, uh, and snapshot. there are demographics that uh, uh, different platforms attract more than others. And that things shift. For instance, Facebook is a great example of that. That was the young people, the college people. It starts there. But now it's become for the old folks from the opinion of the young folks. Yes. So, um, so, but it's so many people in Facebook that we cannot ignore it. Because it's... Uh, the way that they grow and explore. LinkedIn is the thing, is the professional network platform. Imagine it's the networking event for 24-7 that is there. And even if we are not active on LinkedIn, or even if our people that we want to outreach and connect are not uh, active on LinkedIn, if they have a LinkedIn profile, it's a source of information. That right. is goal. So there yeah. are many ways of leveraging that. It's a public directory that is there of information uh, yeah. th- that is amazing. So we have to learn how to be proficient on these technologies. This is the new uh, the new language that we have to know how. Uh, but they are like different countries with different cultures,
0: mm-hmm. and
1: we we want to know a little bit about their cultures. So even if, okay, LinkedIn is my thing, it's my territory, I really speak the LinkedIn language. But when I'm in Facebook, I have to know that the culture is like going to Canada. It's a little bit different and I have to take that in consideration. And if I go to TikTok, okay, that is isn't different, the rules of the game is going to uh, some place in Asia that I have to understand a little bit about, more about their culture to uh, to be able to put my best step forward there so uh but with that in mind so for most people pick one that you are actively there and you want to really be noticed and be known on that and be your main place
0: is there some place that we can go to especially the older people (laughs) to learn the culture that exists for each um
1: Social media platform. Is there it, A dictionary? Uh, no, there is not a dictionary. I think there is a book. Uh, uh, I can try to find. Uh, there will be a book out there that speaks about this in these terms. Mm. Uh, because even the uh, in so uh, because even the rhythm of publication, the algorithmics, the way that things are. Spotlight is different from platform to platform. Exactly. Just to give an example, Twitter is the more recent tweet, so uh, that shows up at the top of the feed. So there is almost incentive of tweeting, tweeting, tweeting a lot of times per day. In LinkedIn, the the way the algorithmic, the the way that the system puts a spotlight, the visibility in a post, doesn't is not by quantum is by engagement in the first couple of hours that that is published. Uh, So and by understanding that dynamic, you can. um, So just so let me a couple of tips for people here. Choose one that is your main one and you have that clear and learn as much as you can on that one. If you want to start to have more omnipresent, start to see the ones, the main ones, start with the main ones. But let's see, if LinkedIn is your main one, but you still want to have a presence in Facebook, in Instagram, in Twitter, and even in something like Clubhouse, one of the new ones, Kids on the Block. Uh, Because the more precious thing that you have is your time. So think about how do you want to be known out there? So if you want to be known as the thought leader or the expert subject matter expert in a certain field, okay. (laughs) Put that in consider, what is your content that you already have produced that you can leverage? And I'm going to give a concrete example of what I'm doing at the moment. One of the places where I produce, I have lots of content, is my podcast. So the, the content is already there and is already produced. So what we are doing nowadays, so my platform of preference is LinkedIn, is where I'm more time live. Uh, and me engaging and replying and networking. But I have my virtual assistant go over. So she now preparing November content by going to September podcasts, the podcasts that we publish in September. She goes over my content, my voice, and she picks... a little snippets of the four episodes that we publish in September, and then I go there. She has, she builds this word document. She puts the little snippets of things that uh, uh, she really resonate, and she uh, so little quotes and little paragraphs. I revise that and put in a my make sure that everything is correct. And then what we do is that we change the graphics from uh, if it's in Facebook, in my Facebook page, it will be a different graphic than it is in my LinkedIn or in Instagram. So we change a little bit the graphics and sometimes even the tone of the is the same content, but the angle, the tone can be a little bit different, more professional on LinkedIn, more casual on Instagram, um, uh, a couple of short quotes for Twitter. So we change is the same content, but we re, um, give it a, just a, a little different angle. Um, and, uh, and then when we do the publish, because then if you want to be everywhere, you have to use scheduling software that you can program for to send the message when it's time. We don't put the, the same content going on at the same day everywhere. We, we like uh, publish, uh, for instance, in Facebook, in the next day in Instagram, in the next day in LinkedIn. And in essence, it takes to the same podcast episode but as a little different angle and different flavor, because if you put the same thing exactly in all of the places, then uh, because you have people that follow you in all of the places, but it becomes a white noise. I already saw that. I don't need to look again. But if you change the angle, it's more new. So we are. Uh, it's the psychology of uh, if you are always say uh, things the same things, you start to ignore them. That you just bring so with the same con the point here is that is our repurpose the same content to be fresh and for people absorb it and really connect with it this is
0: a formula that's it complicated is. do you have a place where our listeners can go to to see an example of the full podcast how you pick up pieces and how you massage that for each social media platform.
1: I uh, uh, We can do an interview where I share my, we can do a webinar where I can yes. share my screen and I can show the process. Uh, I teach that to my members of my solo Biz Academy. Uh, and uh, in my LinkedIn program, I teach a lot about how to repurpose content because it's part of what we have to be good at is Uh, leverage things, because otherwise we don't have time. The day only has 24 hours. We should sleep a good portion of that 24 hours, and we should enjoy a lot of the uh, other hours that we are with our eyes open. So it's all about learning how to leverage the content that we have to take the most out of it. It's like even with networking, it's the same principle. How can we network in an authentic way that we enjoy and that produce results and that is where uh, uh, the alignment of the craft and the art comes together. But Anna, I'm going to push back. Mm -hmm. I love it. Um,
0: What you're talking about in terms of having um, a VA Mm -hmm. do this um, versus somebody who's just starting a business. Now, yes. you have multiple streams of income. Yes. You can afford a VA to do this. For us, clue myself, it becomes more of a challenge because you have to know the technology. You have to know how to cut and paste. You have to have systems and software that does that. You have to have somebody to teach you to do it you have to spend the time to go through it and make the cuts and pay so how do we get to where you are
1: and i didn't start where i am now i start by myself doing this and learning uh and my va is one person i i and sometimes i have VAs here in the united states uh so everything depends on what i'm trying to achieve or But my regular VA, I have it in the Philippines because of the difference in costs. I outsource that because my business was the way of making this work, uh, was outsourcing to the Philippines. So that makes it much more affordable. But I, uh, there is all, I I finally understood all the, the, the drama that I heard some of my clients and things saying of the, of hiring and what is that process until we find the right people and all of that. But that is maybe for another conversation, topic for another conversation. It it
0: only took me eight years to find the right person in the Philippines, but now she's not feeling well. So now I have to start the search all over again. Over
1: again. And, yeah. and but then is the thing always, I that is something that many of my clients are think, working with me. They are in a situation that finally they can look for a VA and delegate and they ask, How do I find a good VA? And uh, I, I can, uh, I, it's not my area of expertise, but I can give the base a line at the base points, so the job description be clear of because this VA is a term that is a big bug for everything. So what you are looking for, what is the specific help, but whatever person you decide and for what specific help you decide, you want as part of your agreement with that person. And I always advise to start with a specific project to test. Uh, you want everything document. You want them to create as part of their job description, something essential is that they create standard operation procedures step by step of what they do for your business. And you own that. That is the COPs, the standard operation procedures for your business. They they can be ones documenting, putting it pretty, putting it easy to use, but that is part of what you are paying and part what you get. Because whenever, for instance, if my assistant gets the flu, I know exactly the, I have the step-by-step if I have to put a call online in the member center. I don't need to be learning that because we have a tutorial that shows step one, step two, step three, and I can go there and do it. If uh, God, I love her, I, uh, Ray, if you listen to this, you know how much I appreciate you. Uh, I hope that you keep with me for a long, long time. But imagine that she has a new opportunity and she goes, decides to do something. different. I have the materials that I need to train another person. I imagine that I'm in a position to grow the team and to bring somebody else. I have the materials to train that. And this works in practice. I, ha- I used to have, speaking about LinkedIn, I start work in the LinkedIn training five, six years ago. And initially, I uh, um, I built a company with two other colleagues uh, that was more clients, more fun. Uh, and we are doing training on LinkedIn. And then I decided to develop, the, and I was the COO. I was the operation person on the company. So I had everything systematized, everything in uh, the COPs were really, really good. And when I decide to leave the company because I was wanting to start my own company, more around the networking and the long term networking and being that my focus and go back to the positive psychology in my positive psychology background. When I decide to do that, I felt very at peace with my decision to leave because I know that I was leaving them in a good place. And literally, I left, and they decided to change the the VA people that were helping them. And because all the COPs were there, uh, the standard operation procedures, in one week, the other person was up and running. And that is uh, a testament. The girl that the VA that they picked was a very good, uh, clever, quick person, yes. But the materials were very well organized.
0: We're going to have to do a different program on developing S.O.P.'s. I well, love
1: that idea. And it can start by checklists, we, but we don't have to be reinventing the wheel all the time. Systems can liberate us because they can save us tons of time that allow us then to be more creative in other places. Absolutely.
0: Hey, Anna, I know that you, oh, gosh, we're out of time. But, <laughs> I wanted to talk about your new program. So, quickly mention that, and then we'll do part B of this.
1: Yeah. And uh, uh, if people didn't notice yet, I love systems and I love structures that can help me to go to the next level. And what I have done is that after working with clients, one on one group for a long time, I really look to what we are teaching and what we are training people and apply the 80 20 rule. What is the of the things that we are teaching that produce the 80% of the results for sustainable success. I'm not about there will be other uh, experts that are more about the latest thing and the latest data. Yes, I know and I keep tabs on the latest thing, but my focus in more is what we call the evergreen. Things that work 10 years ago that work, now with the technology then we have, and we'll work 10 years from now. And this relationship building, relationship marketing, building a solid group of people that we know about, that can support us, they know about what we do, and we can help each other. Uh, and LinkedIn can be a great platform to grow to a new vertical, to a new segment in our target market, to build, bring more blood in that we always need, And even if we are not active on LinkedIn, I always say that having a strong LinkedIn profile is essential because it's one of the places that people check us out. So I came out with what is is a five-step process to enroll high-value clients on LinkedIn. The first step is about your foundation and credibility builders to your LinkedIn profile. So the optimization of your LinkedIn profile, that is the first step that we focus. So essential for everybody, I will argue. Then if you want to get clients, I value clients on LinkedIn without being spammy and being the noise that is perturbing getting in the ears of everybody there and differentiate yourself. You have to realize that foundation, credibility, essential, but not enough to enroll the client. There is a gap between the moment that somebody is ready to buy from you uh, so they have to know that you exist. Essential that they, they have to know that you have something to offer. But for them to buy from you, you have to build trust and credibility. So you have to bridge the gap between these two points. And how do you bridge this gap? Is by what I call the giving activities, the nurturing, uh, and the asking activities, the outreach activities. So um, the marketing is a lot about the nurturing. The sales is a lot about the asking, but these two things have to be in balance because coaches sometimes give, 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 give. Nobody wants to cross, cross that grid. So uh, if you ask, ask, and LinkedIn is full of examples. Hello, buy for me. The, the bridge is also very tilted. You have to build a, a balanced bridge. And then if it's a balanced bridge, you re- really even shorten and strengthen the bridge. So that is where the magic can happen and you can accelerate your results on LinkedIn or in marketing and networking in general. And then that is step two. What is the people that you should have in your network strategically? How do you keep in touch and strengthen those relationships without draining too much of your time? How to outreach and to ask in a way that is incongruent with your values, that is in alignment and grow your network to decision makers and other important people, people that can open your doors. And how, and so step one, foundation uh, through your LinkedIn profile. Then giving the network, nurturing is step number two. Step number three is about the outreach, the asking. And step number four is when we have, how can we create more opportunities to have sales conversations and how to make that sales conversations leading to more yeses than nos and finally step number five how to create systems to keep this energy going and flowing bringing people to check your foundation building trust and credibility and ask for opportunities to have sales conversations even when you are book solid even you, you because otherwise you are going to get clients are you going to be serving the clients and then that project ends and oh where is the next client you want to keep the pipeline full of potential clients so with these five steps for a a a boutique business you totally can be book solid with these five steps
0: so anna that was a lot for the audience to consume and i know you have to run so i'm going to ask if you can come back and we talk specifically about that we can do that the other thing is i want to say to the audience i took anna's program and I want to tell you something. It's so packed with information. I'm going to beg a favor and ask her if I could take it again. <laughs> because <laughs> there's just no way you can get it all. It is so rich with information. And I, as I said, I talk to Anna every week. We've known each other for a couple of years now. And my head still spins trying to keep just a little bit of her pace. So, Take the program, talk to me if you have any doubts about the program, and I will tell you, take the program, do everything you can to keep up. It's not that it's overwhelming. It's just that it's, it triggers your mind to think about things awesome. that you haven't thought about. And, and
1: you go, wow. So it's a lot of possibilities. And I think we, we should do a masterclass just about there to give yes. the structure for people. And then if that resonates with people, of course, I would love to have them in my program. But I'm totally game to do a masterclass on this, on the five steps, take people through the structure for them to have specific things that they can do uh, immediately after that masterclass. And if they want to know more about the program, contacting you on me, would love I would love to... Yeah to speak with so when, people interested.
0: When you contact Anna, mention my name, say the crazy black woman on LinkedIn Live, <laughs> just, I heard the program and I have to call you Anna to talk about it. And we're not supposed to do marketing on LinkedIn. So this is not marketing. This is telling you about an incredible experience I had. And I'm a marketing major. I'm like a guru when it comes to marketing and i didn't know a quarter of the stuff she put out I'm like what <laughs> so that's my third secret for the day is do you reach out to anna or myself and you know take take the masterclass? we'll we'll figure out a master yeah. and we'll yeah. put it out on LinkedIn. yes and and
1: we'll be something open as something complimentary so just for people that want to know a little bit more on how they can leverage uh, and networking in general, how can you be more effective relationship building for your business?
0: Okay, let's do it. I'm game. Absolutely. And I hope all of my 11,000 plus followers tune in for that. So that, Anna, I can't wait for you to come back to inform us and to teach us and to share your kindness. Anna, thank you so much for being with us today. Audience, I'll be back on Tuesday. So watch for me on LinkedIn, follow me on LinkedIn, follow Anna on LinkedIn, and you'll have a wild, interesting, laughing, fun, humble, meaningful, all those words ride. I'll see you next week. Have a great weekend. Thank you. Bye.